Hi there, and welcome to the 20th episode of the Feminine Uncut. Yay! And today we're having a special surprise. We're gonna go skin deep sisterhood. What's that? Stay tuned and you'll definitely find out. <laughs> So if you're new here to this podcast, I am Wana, founder of TheFeminine.com, a very cool online platform dedicated to women all over the world. And our mission here revolves around a totally new paradigm of how to take care of yourself as a woman. We are urban, we're spiritual, we're everything in between. And at The Feminine, we believe that once acknowledged and included in our daily life, The feminine principle, along with the feminine values, can totally shift and transform the way we live, the way we love, and the way we work. For the past 15 years, I've been a life coach, entirely dedicating the last seven or eight, I think, by now, to empowering women to trust their voice and follow their heart and embrace their womanhood with no fear and no shame. And the feminine is actually the embodiment of my coaching method and my extensive experience with thousands of women. And it brings together a tried and true body of work with the intention for us to explore questions, concerns, and play with curiosities regarding self-care, sensuality, our female sexuality, empowerment, and how does that really look, relationships, sisterhood, everything in between. Joanna is my partner at The Feminine and my friend in my real life and she actually shared in The Feminine magazine the story of how we met. It's a good story so try reading it and we're gonna have the link for you in the bio to make it easier. It's called How to Save a Life a True Story and in a way Skin Deep today is dedicated to sisterhood and it's dedicated to our relationship. So I'm gonna let Joanna tell you more about Skin Deep And uh, we're going to explore sisterhood as part of uh, this beautiful surprise. Hi, Juan. I didn't even realize it's the 20th episode, so it's an anniversary and we're doing a special edition. I just love this kind of synchronicities. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Especially because sisterhood is a super important part of the feminine and we are so going to have a surprise for the members of our community very soon. So I just discovered this skin deep story these guys are doing an amazing job do you remember the the game we used to play when we were young called truth and dare mm -hmm. just asking uh, uncomfortable question and the other one being super enthusiastic because he's asked an uncomfortable question well they took this this game to the a whole new level of vulnerability and authenticity and that's what caught my eye they just created this four pack of cards i think there are four one for the family one for the uh, relationships one for strangers and one for friends and the questions are really good and i thought we can challenge each other with a few of the questions of course we're not going to roll the 200 questions from a pack For the first time, this is an, uh, a note one that doesn't know the the game very well. It's the first time she's gonna see the questions. I peeped before a little bit, so I, it's not really the first time for me. We're not gonna use the the cards. We're gonna use the app because it's easier for us. So, uh, are you ready? Yes. Who's gonna you're you're gonna answer the first question? Yeah. Okay. It works like this. After I press begin, we have just eye gaze for a few seconds so you guys if you listen 
if you hear nothing, it's us gazing. <laughs> I'm gazing. Which is actually a very good, powerful practice to connect on a deeper level, on a soul level. We use that in the workshops too. Do a lot of eye gazing and really open our hearts to one another. That's the key of the whole game, I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> and if ecstasy comes along, just allow it. <laughs> oh my God! I can I swear to God, it's not. It, it's not fabricated. It's not fabricated. It's one hundred percent genuine. So the first question I have for you is: What have you learned about me? during this pregnancy <laughs> oh my god <laughs> just take a look i can't believe it so what have you uh, what, the, what have you learned from me during your pregnancy what i have learned from you during my pregnancy um which was like yesterday <laughs> yes i think i think it was like the first time in my life where i had a relationship with somebody who was like really able to be present to me and with me in my pregnancy but not necessarily being actively present but there all the time but also be so accountable and responsible for the work we do and in that way giving me space to have my pregnancy you know and make sure that also our business project is totally safe oh my god i think i'm gonna cry <laughs> <laughs> that was the point. And that was the point. I didn't believe it when I saw the testimonials. I can't believe this was the first card. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What do you admire most about me? Oh my God. I just have to pick one thing. <laughs> I think the thing that keeps on striking me on and on again since the very first day I think I met you was this kind of strength you have i think i told you once that i was thinking that i think you can cross the sahara without drinking a sip of water like you really have this incredible capacity to penetrate and go straight to i, I don't know you just have this strength in everything you do in life thank you <laughs> <laughs> Then my turn. I had to, but you know, that's a <laughs> it's, it's a, a native. Gift. Yeah, it's a, it's a native. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, it's me. Oh no, it's no, you. it's me. Yeah, it's okay, me. Okay. <laughs> This is very good, especially in the context of how we met. The story you just mentioned earlier. What was your first impression of me that you never told me? All right. <laughs> Uh, because we were dating the same man without knowing and we kind of smelled that without actually being very clear about it one another actually the first time i met you was on facebook because i, I kind of connected with you on facebook because of that guy who was in a situation where he needed help and um i think i looked at you and i said oh my god this is such a sexy woman <laughs> You know, like such a beautiful, sexy woman. I have to give it to this guy. He's better than I thought. <laughs> Because I was like really impressed by you more than I was impressed by him. And he was like, he was scoring points in my imagination because he could be with a woman like you. <laughs> If you can't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> It's your turn. This is really fun. It is fun, yeah. What would you change about your relationship with your family? It's a good question. Oh. Out of all the work we've done <laughs> in the last in year. In the context of the work we've done. Mm. This question really go deep. I mean, it's can deep. <laughs> um I think I'm I'm not sure this is the best way to express it, but maybe I won't let them anymore project on me their fears, their belief systems, their desires because one of the boldest things I've discovered since starting working through the feminine with you is that like think 90% of the things I wanted or thought I wanted weren't even mine and this is not only re- related to the family of course but the family is the closest you have so you just absorb their belief systems and their desires without even being present that it actually happens and uh, i want to let them push me in the tantrum i don't know if this is uh, yeah it makes sense yeah because so often we are pushed in the tantrum by those around us it's not our tantrum it's the other's tantrum yeah i think i just had an aha moment now <laughs> transformational uh, yeah this is really good because people really start start to be curious about our relationship uh, thanks to this podcast so that's a good way to Oh. <laughs> What is the question you don't want me to ask you? Hmm. It sounds to me like the question would never want to be asked, not by me necessarily by anybody. I don't have that. You know, it's like I don't I'm very open, so it's not I don't think I don't hide stuff. So nothing actually. That would be the authentic answer. If you want if you want me to make up something I could. <laughs> no, no, no. But I like, really I'm not I'm not shying away from how I feel. You know, I'm pretty open about it. I actually like, you know, all questions and most of the times I get bored because people just don't ask very daring questions. <laughs> I think daring questions for me are like penetrating on your soul, you know, they tap mm-hmm. into something that's hidden and I've always had that hunger for the untapped. So nothing. You can ask me absolutely anything. I'll keep that in mind for the <laughs> okay. future occasion, I promise. Hey, it's a family thing for you. Oh my god. What did you learn from your parents that you wish you could forget? And now you have to be oh. specific. What did I learn from my parents that I wish I could forget? Oh. Uh, that they are immature and they really want to forget the fact that my parents that I was raised by two children <laughs> unfortunately or 
unfortunately I don't have dirty little secrets uh, with about my parents or no, but I know just they were like so childish sometimes. When they exactly when when I needed them most to act like grown ups, they were kids like. Um, oh my god, I, I swear to god this is not this is not fabricated. What's your favorite sex toy? <laughs> my favorite sex toy, oh my god, right now I'm so away from this uh, dynamic because I'm breastfeeding and it just, they kind of don't go together. Yeah, but it's like, you know, something, it's useful for the feminine, well, actually. Well, yes, my favorite sex toy is actually a wand that uh, is made of a specific crystal crystal structure that allows the energy to flow through it. They say that it, it taps into the energy field of the universe. It's mainly used as a vibrator and you can really open your energy field with it. So it's my supernatural vibrator, <laughs> superhero vibrator or something like that. It's called Tachyon and you can find it on tachyon.com. That's really cool. And one thing that I got very drawn about a few years back, but I never really got a chance to fully use it, was an anal sex toy for men how to activate the G-spot, which is like the prostrate around uh, um, for men. And so it's the man G-spot. So it's like that sex toy is still waiting for me to really use it and explore and play with it. But right now I'm, I'm a mother. <laughs> so, so next chapter. <laughs> I have a very funny story about that. I recall it now. Do you remember it was, a, I'm gonna tell it. It was the birthday of a friend. And we were out hanging around before you getting pregnant. It happened some time ago. And it came up. We are <laughs> just having some drinks uh, downtown. And it came up. We should buy him a pair of pink handcuffs. Yes. And yeah, it was, I remember. It was like midnight. <laughs> uh, we had two glasses of something. Nothing very dramatic. We weren't drunk. No, we no, not at all. Very, very awake, actually. And uh, we went like two blocks away it was a sex shop hopefully thinking that nobody's going to actually yes, see us we while we so enter crazy. we <laughs> entered the sex shop in the middle of the night wearing sunglasses there was nobody in the store the guy was of course watching a porn movie on, on mute and one was just looking like in a library to all the sex toys there she was just holding her hands in the bag like Sherlock Holmes and was hmm, what is this for? This is pretty big. But she was like examining all the toys for like 30 minutes. Well, you have to be like, the right toy. What are you doing, ma'am? This is a section of the library, yes, but it's very instructive for me. She was so like a teacher, just looking at the... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's your turn. What's one improvement I could make of my personal appearance? You, now? Uh, nah, I don't know, because that's your charm, like being untidy <laughs> all the time. Probably somebody else will tell you just do something with your hair now, for example, but I think that's your I could come up point. with 
I could come up with being more makeup. <laughs> I've lost the makeup practice since I'm a young mother. Okay, so it's your turn. This is incredible. What's a mistake you've made that changed your life? What's a mistake I've made that changed my life? Oh my god. Uh, That's a good question for a coach. Yes, it is. I think sleeping with the wrong man <laughs> really changed my back then really changed my life because I was feeling so like he's my soulmate and it felt very real and then he was like the opposite and an asshole and it, it penetrated it shifted my experience of love coming through the gut or through the feeling the chemistry versus love coming through that capacity to actually know oneself and know the other and willing to go deeper into the concept of love by accepting who one is in its wholeness and really tapping into you know what do you need what do you value what do you respect and kind of hold those values in the partnership it was a mistake you know and it was a mistake that opened my eyes to the concept of love to redefining the concept of love Yeah, this is incredible. I think I have, if the question were for me, I think I would have given a sort of similar answer. Not necessarily with one guy, with uh, several guys. <laughs> <laughs> It was a pattern, but I think that's instructive for many women because uh, I think many of us go through the same dynamic, but are not necessarily attentive to what they have mm -hmm. to learn from a mistake, but just get stuck in the mistake and that's all. Wow, this is a good question. What is something I could do that would make you never talk to me again? Uh, I think lying to me, but not only you. But I don't know, it has to be a very big lie, not something like stupid daily stuff. Lying because I made a vow to always hold on with the truth. So if I do little lies, it's okay? <laughs> Yeah, little lies are always... White lies. White lies are okay. Black lies are not allowed. Okay, good. Good to know. You can lie to me if you know, because you are wiser than me from a point of view, so you can lie to me if... Through a mission. Like yeah. things that if you're you not ready to share. Exactly. <laughs> you are allowed. Good. Thank you for the gray area. <laughs> Giving me permission for the gray. <laughs> Wow. Um, what is the greatest lesson I taught you? Mm. Uh, I think trusting. I think trust. Because when we met in terms of how we were together um, uh, in our work, You know, I was coming from a long-standing experience with a lot of... I was trying to make up a team in my business and I was having all these failures with people betraying me or lying to me or being totally unaccountable. And the moment you stepped into the business and into the project, you were just so accountable, clear, grounded and doing the work. And it kind of shifted my experience with 
people in general, that there are people that you can trust, that you can rely on, that you can feel safe with because they will be there, you know, and not necessarily for you. They will just be there like a rock. <laughs> in 15 years from now on, do you think we'll still be this close? Why or why not? No, I think we'll be closer. <laughs> Hopefully, because you're a late bloomer in terms of intimacy. <laughs> I'll still have things to discover. <laughs> okay, speaking about intimacy, I think we can't go through the whole pack of 200 cards. But I have some questions because we didn't just do this randomly. We do it because of the feminine. We really talk a lot about sisterhood, intimacy, vulnerability, trust, and authenticity. And what we tried to illustrate going through these questions, we're not just knowing each other better or helping others to know each other better, but to highlight how you can answer or how you can listen or ask a question from a space of authenticity, trust, appreciation, and I would like you to go a little bit deeper and tell us all why and especially how these values can really change the quality of relationships you have or the quality of people you will start attracting in your life if these qualities become bountiful. Well, first of all, in our live events, we always give women an access to to a higher dimension of sisterhood which is a spiritual component of the sacred space of the sacred circle which is looking and being in the sacred circle listening and speaking sacredly which actually means no judging no judging and really deeply being receptive for the other woman's story, the way it actually is for her, not the way you think it should be, not the way you, you know, try to help her or support her, but actually flow and be transparent with her own story, with her flow. And why is that so deeply important? Not only because it heals sisterhood and it, it kills competition between women and it allows women to really be a channel, be an, a vessel for the feminine energy to activate and flow from one another and within the circle, which brings healing to everybody in the circle and those around, you know, and those at home, men, women, children, those close to us. But also because the flow of the energy allows us to have more energy. It's exactly what we were saying, through admiration, I tap into the beautiful qualities that the woman that I admire has. So in the sacred circle, listening sacredly, not judging, speaking from the truth, speaking from the heart, without the fear of being judged, and not really doing anything with what's being shared, but just being there present to the sharing as a testimony of life, is actually one of the very potent elixirs that the feminine energy in the sacred circle can bring. And it brings sisterhood to a whole new level because it ignites a spiritual component to the sisterhood. And this uh, very fun exercise is a, is a um, good practice 
or a good ritual you can have with your best friend or with a circle of girlfriends because we've known each other very intimately for a long time but you know we don't actually take the time to put those questions on the table and give those answers and they're untapped things in our soul you know that you never get to share and I think every time you share them in this space of vulnerability you go deeper into intimacy yeah and I think this is like a not only the lesson that we are meant to bring into the world holding intimacy for other people and for ourselves but also the lesson that we want to explore and you'll be surprised when you start actually verbalizing the appreciation you have for somebody you realize one that you never did that before and you say oh my god I'm 33 and I never actually appreciated somebody using words of course in In our heads maybe we appreciate somebody all the time but actually saying it it makes a huge difference and it works not only what I've learned because I've, I've before I was introduced in this practice of sacred listening I was very opinionated and without realizing I had an opinion about everything and even if that was helpful like 90% of the times that small 10% I, I made somehow people felt judged I think I don't know judged but having a strong opinion sometimes can sound look like a judgment or look like a judgment and I only realized this when a very good friend of mine, who's a boy, speaking about his not sister or a friend, girlfriend, who's having a very good boyfriend, they're like sort of brotherhood between them, who is going through a very difficult life situation. And he called me and he told me, just please tell me how I can support him because he's really struggling. He doesn't want to accept help from somebody specialized. And I think I'm overwhelmed by his situation and I'm really desperate to help him as a brother and I thought for me somehow the picture was clear but the only thing I thought would really help him in an authentic way I just said just leave him alone but go in your heart and just feel like you're there for him and I promise he's gonna feel it Mm -hmm. and he's gonna come to you and he's gonna trust you more than if you tried to do actively something to help him. And if you just learn to sacred listen, this shifts everything in your life and it works. It does. And it allows the person that's speaking to speak all the words, you know, and something magical happens when you are allowed to speak all the words. There is a moment, a very magical moment, where there's no words left and then you tap into your soul. And whatever you access in that moment is the medicine you were looking for. And actually that's the most potent practice of listening, of priesthood, of healing. You can bring as a woman, not only to another woman, but to your lover, to your child, to, you know, to your parents, to whoever you feel appropriate to do that with. How important it is to learn all this things in a sacred circle among women in our case who know how to listen and who know how to go in the sacred space 
I think it is essential because we don't know intimacy and we don't know vulnerability and we don't know how to experience feeling safe by being vulnerable and intimate. And being out there in the world with your chest open requires a lot of experience with pain to really be okay. Otherwise, it's very traumatizing. So initiating yourself or saying yes to a circle that really holds these values and you know walks with integrity allows you to know intimacy in the most healthy most beautiful way and then you can bring that lesson to everybody around you and be this vessel be this channel of vulnerability authenticity deep through authentic love and this is our invitation for all the women who want to be part of a, of a sacred circle because we are holding that intention, we're igniting that game and we're holding that space for all the women who want to join us. We really do it in a very specific way, like we're preparing a community program for uh, our graduates, I think I can call them graduates, for any woman who goes through any course made by the feminine can have access in a sacred community and in a sacred circle and uh, that's why we're doing it yes and the reason they have to you know participate in any of our processes before is because they have to go through the process of opening their sacred heart and sacred space comes along in each one of our programs because unless we actually open in the heart field to listening and sharing you know all this talk about the feminine is still theory so if you really want to taste it and feel it and grab it in your life join us in the sacred space meditation it's the most easiest way for us to go deeper together and then join our community a lot of questions are starting to come in our inboxes from women who enrolled in our, our programs and uh, we promise we're going to answer to all the questions and that's another reason for the sacred circle to open because women can interact between them and come with very very good answers even if they don't know they hold the answer already yes Thank you, Juana, and just looking forward to the next podcast. <laughs> yes, the 21st coming soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>